Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon. On Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Welcome to the Beyond the Game podcast on uh, Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie, and it's Tuesday, January the 16th, 2024. And how's everyone doing out there? Uh, not so much for me. Um, what could I say about this Cowboys loss? You know, normally I, I, don't, I, I, I don't say anything right after the game. But I, 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 I just can't wrap my mind around this team anymore. Like I mentioned the other day, I said, this team sucks. They literally suck. Like, how do you have a roster that's built from the ground up? And then you go out there and lose a game like that. I told you, I told you last week, I said, the Packers are built on momentum. They don't care about... Oh, perfect. Awesome. Okay. It didn't go live? Yeah, it didn't go live. Oh. Ready? You ready? Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon. On Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Let's try this again. Welcome to the Beyond the Game podcast on Fishbowl Radio. My name is Jamie. It's Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. How's everyone doing out there? For me, not so much. So, I want to play a clip from Jimmy Johnson. Now, usually I start I, <laughs> Usually I start off with with with, with clips at the end or I'm sorry at the mid to the end of what I'm talking about but in order to I guess to put myself up for this for, for, for what I'm going to talk about let's hear from Jimmy Johnson please tell you this every single one of you 
You know how hard we've worked. I don't need to have people pointing the fingers one thing or another. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play. We can win the game. We're going to open it up. We're going to go fast tempo. Defense, get after Jordan Love. You can't give him that much time. You do what you're supposed to do, we'll win this game. All right. That's that microphone. Oh, no, Mike. No. Let me get started. Let me push you, Ryan. I could not agree more. You cannot. So, anyways. So, <laughs> that's, that is Jimmy's quote at halftime. We were down by 27 to 0 at half. And so, you're telling me that you couldn't even. I'm sorry, 27 to 7 at the half. You couldn't tell me you could you could extinguish a drive. You couldn't tell me that 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 you couldn't prepare for this team. This team, like I said last week, had momentum written all over it. You didn't prepare. You weren't ready, or else you would have been you would have been up by 27 points yourself. You can't let a lesser team take advantage. Uh, 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 of every man, l- l- let's get to the let's get to the matchup, bro. Before I before I I, I I lose it. So Jordan Love, he went sixteen for twenty one for two seventy two and three touchdowns. Near perfect quarterback rating. He showed confidence. That was his first career start. And then you had you had guys like Brent Favre and Aaron Rodgers praising him. Which is great, you know, and Jordan Love had, had had has nothing. He has nothing. He hasn't even faced a real team, and he allowed his men to be comfortable the whole entire game. How can you be? So, how, you didn't prepare for him. You did not scout for him correctly. Somebody in the scouting department in Dallas failed. Somebody, they failed. They didn't say, you know what? We need to look at Jordan Love's games. We need to look at him the last, uh, the last ten games. What he's been doing correctly, because I know, I'm pretty sure the first five games he was awful, but he picked it up the last ten. Somebody needs to be fired in that scouting department today, or better yet, yesterday. This is unacceptable. I mean, it's not like you had Rodgers or Far back there. You had Jordan Love back there, the quarterback that sat behind Aaron Rodgers. I think it was like for a year and a half, I think. And then he torched y'all. But but he didn't get sacked. He was clean. And you're telling me that you did not prepare for this? Yet you you prepared for this guy, but yet it clearly showed that you did not. Look at the defense out there. Look at the zone. Look at the why why try something new now? Man to man was working. We have the top 10 defense in the league. It was working. Why try something new now? They have nothing on their team. The most attractive player on that team is Aaron Jones. And I'm not not trying to use that as relationship wise. I'm using it as like a football sense. As the only guy we know. We don't know a journalist. We don't even know these guys I'm about to talk about. 
Y'all got beat by a quarterback that was in his first career playoff start that had momentum on his side the last 10 games. But let's get to Dak next because I have I have a problem with Dak. And this needs to stop. Dak, 41 for 64, 403, three touchdowns and two interceptions. He was lame. Point blank. He was lame. Then the line scrimmage wasn't working correctly because he wasn't reading anything. He almost threw two more interceptions. Possibly three more. Then he wasn't connected with CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks. The, the, the worst time for a disconnect, which I will talk about that later on. But that was the worst time. And then I have a question. Is, is he the QB1 next season? Everybody, why in the freaking Metroplex? This comes from fans myself to the guys who uh, to the guys who work on radio on sports radio. Why do y'all every single year talk about is Mike McCartney or Dak? Are they going to be here next season? I know Dak's on the contract for next season. I know Mike is as well, but it's always the same question every off season. Is that going to be quarterback one next season? You didn't say that for Troy Edmond. You didn't say that for Tony Rumbo. But now you're saying it for Dak. Why now? Everybody wants to get rid of Dak Prescott. Everybody. Because he hasn't produced. Tony Rumbo didn't produce and y'all didn't get rid of him. Troy Edmond produced, but, Troy, but, but you know, it, it's back in the day and all. So. But... Troy Amos is not going to walk through those doors. There's no other quarterback in this league that will take over. When I said, when I, when I, when I did my offseason work, I said Trey Lance will be the quarterback in 25, in 2025. So you got one more year with that, and then next year, if it doesn't work out, then either you release that or you tell Dak, hey, you're going to be quarterback number two or number three for that matter. And let Trey Lance take the reins. And let's see what he can do. But everybody. Has to say. Everybody wants to quit on this quarterback. Just because he couldn't get you to a, a championship game. Everybody. Don't you think you got to look past that? I need to talk about looking past Dak in a second, but Dak, I want you to, I want, I, I, I want you seriously, I, I have protected, like I said, I have protected you for the longest time, for the longest time, eight years of protecting you, I didn't even know who you were, and then when you, when, when you make shit plays like that, Every single year, you get to the postseason, and you're a no-show. It's almost, it's almost like you don't care about the game. You don't care about getting better. You don't care about get. You don't care about taking the next step. The the next step of growth. We got. Quarterbacks like Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, who have made appearances in the A. Joe Burrow, 
Joe Burrow is like let is like under the age of twenty five. He's made the Super Bowl. Trevor Lawrence could be there as well. All these quarterbacks that I mentioned, plus in the draft, are hungry to take your spots if you don't get your shit together. They are hungry. They're destined to see what's their team that they, they get drafted from. Now, I can say Bryce Young. Bryce Young is in the wrong organization, but you stay there long enough or he does go to another team, then Bryce Young will, will get to where the Bryce Young will get to where he needs to go, which is a championship. It won't be it definitely won't be with Caroline Panthers. But listen, let me answer those questions in a second, but we gotta get to number two because I did eight of these segues today because I know I'm not gonna talk about the Cowboys stuff next week and further beyond. I, I mean I, I may I may bring it I may bring it back around the draft, but I'm not talking about uh, I'm not talking about the Cowboys next week and beyond. Maybe in April, whenever the draft season happens. So let's get to number two. No name receivers, no name Packers. We don't know these guys. So I'm gonna list off the names of these guys that we that made an impact. Again, we don't know any of these guys, but they made an impact during the game. Now, I mentioned Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones torched us for 21 carries, 118 yards, and three touchdowns. Okay, we know him. We don't know and Romeo Dobbs. He went six receptions for 151 yards and a touchdown. We don't know Luke Musgraves. Three three receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown. Now, when when his name was brought up, I was thinking of the country singer Casey Musgraves, but they're not related. Casey Musgraves is a woman, yes. But Luke Luke Musgraves is the tight end. Okay, I thought they were related for a second, but they're not. The Tavian Wicks, two receptions for 25 yards and a touchdown. Quay Walker had 11 tackles. Okay, that was the guy that had made some bonehead plays last season. Um, Lucas Van Ness. Now, Lucas Van Ness is the guy that the Cowboys were looking at as at linebacker. They were looking at him throughout the draft. And the Packers, thank God, picked him up. So, Lucas Van Ness had three tackles in the sack. Okay. That got sacked four times. The worst one was Darnell Savage at six tackles, but also a pick six. So, there you go. Jair Alexander got in the mix. He had a pick. And then, and then that was it. So, we didn't have Devontae Adams. We didn't have a Donald Driver. We didn't have a Jordan Nelson. We didn't have an Aaron Rodgers. We didn't even have a Clay Matthews that were playing in this game. So what makes you think that all the guys, the name, no-name guys that I mentioned to y'all, think that they made an impact? They literally made an impact in this game. Now the question is, can they get, can those guys get this job done against the 49ers? It remains to be seen. But as far as this game goes, man, it is, it, it's like it is, it's a. It, it, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that we got, we got, we don't have the bigger name guys beating all over us. Now, guys that I mentioned, older Packer guys. Yes, I can understand them beating, beating the snot out of us. Yes, but you got, got Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, uh, even a Romeo Dodds. I, you know, like. <laughs> 
like beating us beating us down like like, like through the middle through, on the sides like again when is the time to, to change up your defense? The, the, the time to change up your defense is not before the Packers game. The, the time to change up your defense is during the season. If you if you think man to man is not working, then you should have worked it on on that in the in the season. You should address that in the season instead of instead of in the playoff game. You can't you can't. That's like saying that's like saying I'm going I'm I'm going to do I'm going to work, but I'm going to go do this thing. In five days, and then once I get to that fifth, once once I get to that day, I'm sorry. Well, let me let me bring up it now. No, 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 no. So my final exam, right? My final exam for a history exam is uh, is on Saturday, right? So that means I got five days to study for that history exam. I got five days. So from that right now at 12:24 to at 12 o'clock, that test is going to be taken. I gotta study like crazy. I gotta prepare like crazy. I gotta go to review to, to study hall to 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 review the set to review sessions, whatever I gotta do to be ready for that history exam. I gotta do that nonstop. I gotta prepare for my history exam. The Cowboys did not prepare. It clearly showed. Cause if you prepared then you don't go zone. That's the, again. Let me finish my analogy, uh, uh, analogy. So if I'm studying for my history exam on Saturday, but yet I get to Saturday morning and I'm being told an hour before I take my history exam that I got to take a math exam. That I'm taking a math exam instead of a history exam. Then I'm going to be completely lost because I studied for this history exam. It was I studied for this history is is good because I did all that study. I, I spent a bunch of time, a bunch of hours going to go to study hall, reviewing the material that was in front of me. But yet on Saturday, I got to do a, I, I, instead of doing a history exam. I now I got to do a math exam. It doesn't make sense. I I, I just don't. I, I mean, I, we're not going to do that. But I wouldn't play zone against these guys. Because these guys would rip you apart. But then again, we didn't get pressure to Jordan Love. So who gives a damn anyways, right? Who cares, right? Oh yeah, who cares? Number three, the disconnect between Dak and CD. What happened? The connection was working. Like it got to the point where Dak and CD were talking to each other. Is he the well mannered like he is? I mean, I can, like it's good to show some frustration. It's okay to talk back. Well, I'll take that back. I'm sorry. You, well, anyways, you can talk back, but it's okay to yeah, it's okay to talk back. It's just, it's just, man, it's like, why does that? Why does that That doesn't show Any leadership at all CD was out of it completely All those catches that he was doing All, all season long All that receiving yards That he was doing all season long He was doing a lot He was just lost This man went 9 for 110 
and most of those yards came in, came in garbage time. The game was already won. But really, if you look at it, he had a he had a bad he had one of the worst worst games I I ever seen from him in his career. If you ask me, and so and so now what happened? What 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 did y'all discuss? Why was there a disconnect in a, a, in a meaningful playoff game? In a meaningful game that we needed. So much disconnect on the field. It, the connection was working. That it failed. It failed completely. But yet y'all want y'all are not here to address it. You will not address it. You say you think that everything is fine, but it's not. Dak, it's not fine. I need to play a clip from Stephen A. when he says when he when he has to talk to Dak about being about shutting his mouth. Like if they ask him, "Hey, what happened with the connection between Dak and between you and CD?" Dak will make some some type of lame excuse like he always does in a loss and say, "You know what? Uh, I don't know what happened." There's no realness. And Dak Prescott. Let's play that clip from CMA, please. It does come a point in time. Where Dak Prescott needs to shut the hell up. You, a standard? What would you know about the standard? You haven't lived up to the standard that was once set decades before you. Dallas Cowboys were winning Super Bowls in the 90s when Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, and Emmitt Smith was there. And ultimately, primetime Deion Sanders came there. The Dallas Cowboys were winning in the 70s. When you had Roger Starbuck there. Okay? With the Drew Pierces of the world. With the Tony Dorsets of the world. They were winning. What would you know about that if you are a Dallas Cowboy since 1996? You wouldn't know anything about that. If anything, all you know is that historically there was a standard that you have failed to live up to in your entire career in a Dallas Cowboys uniform. And I say that respectfully, and here's the reason why, D.O. Shannon. Put them up on the screen because I want to look at them, please. It comes a point in time. We all know that Dak Prescott is an incredible role model, is a really, really good guy, really decent guy. He's class personified. We know all these things. We say all of these things. But have you noticed that most analysts have gotten to a point where we preface anything we say about him by bringing that up? The time has come to stop all of this. Sure. We're talking football. We're not talking Correct. anything else. We're not talking yes. about your character. We're not talking about you as a man. We're not talking about how good of a person you are. We're, talk we're talking about the fact that come the month of January, you plummet. You have a winning record in every single month by January. That is not an accident. That is not an accident. So we don't give a damn about Dak Prescott's endorsement of Mike McCarthy. A matter of fact, if we do give a damn about it, it should be for the opposite reasons. The fact that Dak Prescott endorsed him is more of a reason he should be gone. Because he can't seem to get more out of Dak Prescott than we need him, we need him to get out of him. Now, as it pertains to Mike McCarthy, let's be clear. He has to go. He has to go. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not just about the 12 wins during the regular season, but you wet the bed in the postseason. 
It's about the fact that, that, that Jerry Jones is 81 years of age. It's about the fact that when we look at the personnel on the Dallas Cowboys, we expect better come postseason time. It's about the mandate that you took the job knowing what the mandate existed and you failed to live up to it for four Correct. years. That's what this is about. And how does it end, Dio? You walk into a postseason game, a postseason game on your home turf. Kansas City won at home. Okay, Houston won at home when everybody was talking about Cleveland. Detroit won at home. Who's the one team that lost a home game? The team that was 16-0 and 0 over the last 16 home games. That's the Dallas Cowboys. And how did they lose? Because we're literally looking at them and saying what? they're ill-prepared. They got yeah. outplayed. We saw Musgrave wide open. We saw Dobbs wide open. I'm talking about you didn't see a defender in the vicinity. We saw more hits of Dan Quinn, who also has to go, by the way. We saw more hits of Dan Quinn on the big screen than we saw Dallas defenders in the vicinity of Green Bay Packer wide receivers. That's what we're talking about here. They were ill-prepared for a playoff game, and it's not about them being inept, Dan. It's about the fact that you got guys that are available now, a Harbaugh, a Belichick, that you know something like that would not happen. That's the thing. Yeah. They got to go. Yeah. Gallup, six for 103. Jake Ferguson had a good game. He had 10 for uh, 93 and three touchdowns. So, in that playoff game, in a meaningful playoff game, you decide to try something different. That's why I said it was that. Dak was overthrowing guys. Dak was to be thrown behind guys. Dak, like I said, Dak almost threw four picks. Literally, almost threw four picks. And I'm, and, and two of them got caught. Two of them got caught. You're making a fool out of yourself, Dak. Think you, Dak? You you can lead a team. Now, off the field, you're great. I'm pretty sure many people that don't care for football that. That will watch the game because of the hype, and I know those, and I and I know those people. I know those people because those people, those same people, will not be mad as I am right now. Those people will say, "Oh yeah, by the way, you know what? We're good and all that stuff. Dak, Dak can get his endorsements and all that stuff. When you can't connect with anyone, Dak, who's going to endorse you?" This is why I, I, I this is why I have to give last night Baker Mayfield credit. I have to give him credit because Baker Mayfield was doing the same thing Dak is doing right now, making all the, the commercials and you know getting a bunch of door, 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 endorsements. And I'm pretty sure he is. He's getting a bunch of endorsements as well, but it's not natural. I haven't seen a Baker Mayfield commercial since. It, it, oh man, it's been a, it's been a while. But he played, he played fabulous. Those factor in. Dak, if you cut down the noise, if you start being real honest with yourself, it's okay to be upset. As a leader of the team, it's okay to be upset. You got to wear your heart on your sleeve sometimes. You got to wear it. That shows me and other fan, passionate fans, you're passionate about the game. 
And you're passionate about leading the team to success. And if you can't do that, then we got to get rid of you and bring someone else on. But number four, there's more questionable play calling. So, and defense. The defense issue. So, defensively, we ran away from man coverage, okay? And that was number one. Number two, we went in zone. Number three, we had a bunch of screen passes that weren't that were complete, but they weren't going anywhere. Number four, we weren't reading the defense, okay? Uh, um, when Dak, Dak was making a lot of, he was saying a lot of things at the line of scrimmage, but he wasn't reading the defense because he was sacked four times. He overthrew many receivers three times, three or four times, I think. Um, no turnovers. We did not force a turnover. So that's how the terminal we weren't we weren't playing that we weren't um, we weren't locked in. And then where was Deron Bland? Where was Micah? Where was Tank? Where was Osa? Where was Tim Williams? Wilson, Donovan Wilson. Where were those guys? Now I want to pinpoint one person out of that list that I mentioned, Micah. Micah talks a lot. Micah talk, said. Uh, right after the 49ers game, after y'all got blown out, y'all said you said you can beat the 49ers. You can match you match up well. You'll see them in the playoff game, right? You said that. You said you'll see them in the playoff game. What happened? You're not there anymore. Keep that same energy, Micah. Keep criticizing everybody else outside your team. Keep criticizing them. But you can't criticize your coach. You can't criticize your quarterback. You can't criticize your defensive coordinator. Like everybody else has in the past. That wants to win. You don't want to win, Micah. You don't want to win at all. You just want to cause a distraction. You just want to be... You just want to call a lot of people out for their mistakes. Instead of yours and your team's. You don't care about the Dallas Cowboys. And I say that personally. You don't care at all. If you cared, you would do everything you can to get to the quarterback. Which you tried, but you did not. Now, I give you credit. You forced two holding calls, which is good. But it's not enough. It's not enough. I'm waiting for the real Micah to stand up. To be that enforcer. To say something after a loss. Don't run away from, from, from failure. Everybody deals, deals with failure every single day. More than others. But they get back up and they face They look straight in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm going to be better than yesterday. In this case, anytime you lose a meaningful playoff game, everybody runs. Everybody runs. Everybody runs away. Doesn't want to talk to the media. Everybody runs. You don't show your face for the next two to, to 48 or whatever that case may be. And the wrong man had all those interceptions during the season. Why is it that you couldn't cover this game? You couldn't cover anybody. Like I said, they weren't throwing, they weren't rolling out Jody Nelson or a Donald Driver. They weren't rolling the, or Devontae Adams for that matter. 
They were those guys were not playing this game. Romeo Dobbs, Devontae Wicks, uh, Christian Watson, where they played this game. Those guys we never heard of. But Dan Quinn, but but Dan Quinn. I'm sorry. Let me go go to. Let me finish my player. Tank, where were you at? What happened to all those nonsense you were talking about? Oh, we beat the Rams. We beat New York Giants. We beat the, these weaker teams. You were talking then, but you weren't. But you're not talking now. Where are you? Where's Osa? Where's Sam Williams? Where's Donovan Wilson? Y'all don't care. Where were y'all? And then Dan Quinn has the audacity to go zone. Guys are running free. Open. And Jones was ripping us apart. You didn't have the right personnel in the game. Where are you? Where is the one? Not one player. Not one player on that defense is going to stop the run. Not one. It takes a collective unit. It takes all 11 guys. You bring Donovan Wilson down from the box. And you tell him to tackle Aaron Jones. Not Jonathan Hankins. Not Mozzie. Not Tank. Not Micah. Damn sure those guys don't get do it. And then they could try something new in a fucking playoff game. And you, and you say to yourself, you want to go and coach elsewhere. You're the highest community guy in the, in, in the NFL. I'm pretty sure you are. You are. You deserve a job elsewhere, Dan Quinn. You deserve it. Okay, Gore. Yeah. Go coach Seattle. Go coach LA. Go coach Atlanta again. We don't have to see your ass again. How can you give up 41 points at your house? 41 at your house. And you gave all these these guys, no name guys, touchdowns after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. And then you come into the, into, the, into the press conference. I'm pretty sure yesterday they had the press conference. Or maybe even today because yesterday was a was a holiday. MLK holiday. Shout out to MLK. Um, I'm pretty sure you come in and say, hi guys, how are you? No, it's okay to be upset. You failed. Dan, you fucking failed. This is why you got Stephen A and everybody else laughing at us because you tried something new in a playoff game and it did not work. Why now? Why zone now? Why not stick to man? You were the top 10 defense in the league. You were getting takeaways. You were doing all over everything. You can't say personnel killed you this game. You can't say that. You killed yourself this game because you wanted to try something new. And this is why y'all don't care. And now let me get to the offensive side. You first of all, you weren't attacking down the field. You weren't attacking down the middle. You did that late. 
Dak, you're not auditioning for the Cowboys job again because you already have the job. You're not auditioning again. You have the job. As long as number four is there, you're going to be the quarterback forever, and we're going to continue to get the same results. That, that's hands down. You know, that's the way he said these these things after the game. He says a bunch of stupid things after the, after a loss, and I'm like, dude, dude, can you say something? Can you be upset? Can can, can can you please change your vocabulary? Can you please just just not like talk anymore? Just stop talking. Like Stephen A. said, shut the hell up. Be a leader. Let your field, let your play do the talking for you, because obviously you, you can't speak for yourself. That was number four. So number five, fans' frustration. Now I, I broke this down to a positive and a negative. Now I know a lot of people listen to this podcast. Everybody I talk to, they listen to this podcast, right? So there's Cowboys fans in the Metroplex. There's Cowboys fans everywhere in New Mexico, New Jersey, wherever you are. It's overseas sometimes. Overseas, maybe Russia or um, Brazil or the Philippines. There is, uh, there is Cowboys fans everywhere. Right, and every time, like for example, for me, I run to in the past. In the '90s, I was a child. I was a child. Right? In the '90s, I did not wear Cowboys gear to the to the 2000s. You know, probably my parents put like Cowboys gear on myself, even though I wasn't feeling it in the 2000s. I'm sorry, I wasn't feeling it in the '90s when the, when we were winning those championships. Okay. So, when we had our Nigerian meetings, right, my parents always had their Nigerian meetings, they always talked about the Cowboys, because that was the number one team uh, in the area, right, okay, so, being, not being from Nigeria, but my parents are, and other people, other, other family members are from Nigeria as well. We always we when we came to when we came to Texas, it's always with the Cowboys, right? Pretty sure any foreign person or anybody that came to Texas for a new opportunity, they always spot the Cowboys. Maybe they're giant. There's I'm pretty sure there's Phillies or Green Bay's or there, there's other teams fans of the, of the NFL. I'm sorry, there's other people that are fans of other teams that live in this state right now. And so, I broke this down to the positive. Now, the positive fan says they look at that lad. They said, no, nah, it's all right. We get the next year. We won 12 games, guys. We won 12 games. Yay. We won 12 games. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's what I heard on K14 last week. We're going to the Super Bowl. We won 12 games. Oh, yeah. We're legit. We want to have a party at Texas Live. We want to have a... Bebe and uh, Cat Daddy, we want to have Des Bryant at the Texas Live. We want to have those guys. We want to have the guys at 979 to beat. 
in Dallas and no 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 shade at them. We're like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're gonna win championship. That's our guy. That's so attractive. I want to date Dak. I want Dak to have my baby. That's what they'll say, right? That's the positive fan. The positive fan will the positive fan will also say, hey, we're we're gonna get them again next season. We're going to be in the same position next season. You're right. But remember, remember, remember where we're at right now. Okay? Yeah, it's a great season. We'll be fine. The office will be fine. No, no, no problem. When we get torched by 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 separatists, ah, no problem. We'll we'll be good. No problem, right? It's all good. They oh, hey, listen, listen. The Cowboys are playing, right? We'll be fine. That's the fans. That's the fans' positive assessment. Okay. Now. That sounds all good and gravy. It really does. It really does. The fans sound all good and gravy, right? Those ones. Those ones. That tells me you know nothing about football, period. You don't watch the game at all. Maybe some, maybe it's a sin in, the, in your house to watch football. Maybe it's like, maybe it's unattractive. Considering the fact of their politics, maybe something like that. Um, maybe something like that. But I know those fans because I, I deal with those fans every single day. The positive side, and I'm like, dude, do you not realize that we, we that our expectations are high in this city? We're not in Jacksonville. That uh, if we win eight games every season. We're getting close to being in the postseason. We're in Jacksonville. They're all right. In Tampa, they're all right. They know their team. In New York Giants, they're different. They're like us. They know their team. The Jets, they, the Giants, those people know their team. Buffalo, they know their team. L.A., they know their team. The Raiders in Las Vegas, they know their team. They know that they're not going to win every single season. KC, they know they're going to win every season because you got the greatest quarterback in the game. That gets the job done. Now, are not Cowboys fans. Let me say this one more time. Those fans that that will say wishful things are not Cowboys fans in this city. They don't care about football period. They just want they just want to be they just want to be a bandwagon. Bandwagger. For that matter. They want to be a bandwagger. When we go twelve and when we start the season eight and one, when we go 12 and 5, they'll sit right there with us. They'll go to the parties to support the team, to hype the team up. And then when it comes down to the game, when we lose, whether it's on the road or at home, then they're nowhere to be found. And those fans will be like, we'll get them next year. Okay, well, next year is like, like you got to do all this shit again. 
We got to talk about the Cowboys. We got to talk about, we got to get excited about training camp. We got to get excited about the season again. We gotta even got to get excited about preseason for that matter. We got to see who's, who's in, who's out, who's on reserve. Now, the negative side will be, this is our 13th consecutive season not making the NFC title game. 13. So, from 1996 till now, the Cowboys have been in the playoffs. And they have not made an appearance in an NFC championship game. I was nine years old when they made, when, when they made it to that first. And now I have aged out. And I'm like, I get more I get more upset at the team than I do the fans. And then other people, then other teams, we got the stars, Dallas Stars here, the hockey team that people want want to talk don't want me to talk about. First of all, I would never talk about hockey on this show. If you want to talk about hockey on this show, you need to go to another podcast because I don't talk about hockey. I don't know nothing about it. I'm sorry. I know the Mavericks. I can talk about the Mavericks. The Mavericks. I know the Mavericks are not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. But to Dallas, they will stay in Dallas. They're not going to make an NBA Finals appearance anytime soon. Now, Texas Rangers, there's 30 more days till training camp starts. Not training camp, but like spring training. They, they start calling the pitchers and catchers for spring training. Now, when I play this clip, you're going to see one fool hold up a Texas Rangers hat. You're going to see that. And then, don't forget about the WNBA team, the Dallas Wings. Everybody talks about the Cowboys. Everybody talks about, you know, oh yeah, oh yeah, the Cowboys are the number one team in the Magic League. Wrong. It should be the Dallas Wings. It should be the Texas Rangers. Because the Rangers won the World Series and the Dallas Wings are close. Now, let me bring let me bring you some archives to the game. Do you realize that we were within a game? We could have won one of the games in in, uh, in Dallas. We could have easily tied the series. Now, it was we were up by nine was less than five minutes ago in the fourth quarter. This was game I think it was game three or four. I think it was game three for that matter. So game three of the Las Vegas versus Dallas series. We were here in Arlington. We were up by nine. We weren't shooting the ball well. They weren't either. Asia Wilson puts the team on her back. And we did not score. We only scored one point during that time. And we missed our last nine shots. Now, if you tell tell me that we end up losing the series. But if you tell me that all Dallas... All Dallas needed was a decent so- shot selection. And it'll find a way to stop Asia Wilson and make others beat you. Then you're talking about a championship in Arlington. Or some would say in Dallas. And that's coming from your WNBA team. We were this close of winning a championship in the WNBA. I'm telling you. Asia, if, he, if if the if Vegas did not have Asia in that series, I would have easily told you told y'all that the Dallas Wings will be the championships of 2023. I would have told y'all that, but we're not. But we're not. Las Vegas is, and 
again, we 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 we, we mashed up well with them. Believe it or not. But before, but I'll play this clip and I'll come back and I'll talk about what I just heard from that clip. So let's play the fans' reactions, please. Many fans say they're disgusted and want change. Disgusted. I am upset. You feel me? I am from Virginia. I flew all the way in today to watch this. I'm sad. Frustrated. We got another Romo on our hands. Choke like I'm disappointed. We need another quarterback, another coach, everything. It don't matter to me. It don't matter. That's how Cowboys fans felt after watching the team implode once again in the playoffs. We need help. We need Jesus. Yeah. Many blaming the coaches. Mike McCarthy losing at home against the Packers. I think legacy gone, man. Like, you won a Super Bowl with the Packers, and then... You go take over a new team and you lose at home against that team? Without Aaron Rodgers. You know? It's embarrassing. Others, the quarterback. No more Dak Prescott! ASAP, new quarterback. Dak, get him out of here. Trey Lance, the next stud. Let's go. Oh. Let's go, Rangers! And many fans demanding change. 25, 25, 25. Who cares when we lose like this to the freaking Packers? We shouldn't even be here. It's disgusting. Let's get a real head coach. And if he can't do it for us, let's get a new quarterback. I'm tired. Fans came from all over and dealt with the cold weather just to watch this mess. We jump off at our recent. Fans say they were fed up and freezing. We're from Florida. We're freezing our I'm still here since 10. Just to freeze to move. Not working. There was enough blame to go around as the Cowboys suffered one of the most embarrassing losses in the team's playoff history. And now fans are left. So anyways, um, that was the fans' perspective. Most of them are right. Most of them are drunk. We're drunk. So, uh, <laughs> so I want to get back to what someone said. Romo. Okay, so Romo was hurt majority of the time. Romo had his moments. Don't get me wrong, but he was hurt majority of the time. He was hurt to tell him of his career, and so, so Dak being the next Romo, I, I, I don't. I, I hate to compare that. I, I don't want to compare that because I, I do think they're two different people. Now. I didn't hear this one, but the easy way out will say, hey, sell uh, a team. Which I can explain furthermore when I get to Jerry's nonsense. Sell the team. Why am I selling the team? I'm selling the team because I'm selling the team because I want a new head coach. I want a new GM. I want a new quarterback. Does all make any sense at all? That's like saying, if if a company wants to start fresh, right? Company says, oh, we're gonna fire you. We're gonna fire you, and we're gonna hire this person, and then we're gonna rebrand our company. And we're going to have a new GM, we're going to have a new CEO, and then we're going to have some new workers under, those, under that new company to work off of. And the Cowboys, yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. So, you want a rebuild. Is that what you're wanting, fans? 
you want a rebuild. And when this team goes wins only three to four games for the next two to three seasons, y'all will still want y'all still want a rebuild. Y'all will say the same damn things you're saying when Detroit uh, lost 28 game, straight games in basketball, and every fan was saying sell the team. The Cowboys say the easy way out is to hire Bill Belichick. The easy way out is to hire Jim Harbaugh, who just won a championship. Who, by the way, I honestly think he should stay in college. If you have a massive contract, Jim Harbaugh, making the highest paid Michigan man of all, I think you should stay, honestly. But I'll get to that in a second. But you want new everything? Let's be real here, fans. Let's let's be real. Let, let's be real. So let's get to number six. Speaking of Jerry, here's his foolishness. Okay, we know Jerry when he gets on the radio every single week on one five three to fan. I'm pretty sure he was there today or whenever. And Jerry will say the some the stupidest things out there. So, here's what he cares about, right? He cares about requested access, okay? He's part of the reason why I got denied four times. Because I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to the game for the in-game experience. I wanted to go to the, to ATT Stadium for the in-game experience. And I applied for it twice and got, and I got denied all four home games. Yes, I got denied. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry was part of that. But I'll apply again, Jerry. You won't. It's not the last you've seen me. Ch- charging tickets. The tickets are highest, uh, two hundred fifty bucks for one ticket. Is it because? Is it because of the new stadium? The stadium's been there for fifteen seasons, and you have not, you have not produced a winning, winning product. The events in Frisco, and I'm pretty sure when I go to Frisco one day, I'm pretty sure you're going to have events from movie theaters to music parks to everything. You already rebuilt the Forest Center. You already rebuilt the practice facility. And now there's more stuff in Frisco. you rather focus on that than play on the field. Then you want natural TV coach. So you want everybody, every channel, to talk about your team. Period. Your team. Your team is the one that wants to be talked of. We don't even hear from Jacksonville. We don't even hear from Tampa unless they make the postseason. We don't even hear from the Chargers. If they're out of the postseason, we don't talk about them. The only people that talk about them is the people that are, are in LA. Everybody else in Dallas, we always talk about who's going to be the next head coach. What does Jerry have to say about this person? Jerry makes national ha- national headlines every single day, and I'm like, dude, we're done with that. We are done with that. I'm done with Jerry. And then you make radio appearances on One Five Three The Fan and other places, and I'm like, why? This, and I blame One Five Three The Fan. Why? Why do you have Steven and Jerry on? Jerry and Steven are going to be saying the most stupid things and you'd rather have those jokers on than rather a, a, a player or a staff member or Will McClay for that matter 
Y'all have them on. But Jerry and Steven are there every single week spilling information on, on an opponent. They have no knowledge. Clearly, they have no knowledge on that opponent. Will McClay does because Will McClay has studied the film. Dan Quinn, Mike McCartney has studied the film. Have those guys on. Have any position coach on the show. But yet, it's like you want to have those fools on the show to cause a disturbance. And then you don't make decisions. Like if you really wanted to get rid of Mike McCartney, you would have done it now. You would have done it. You, I remember you fired Jason Garrett in the summer. I think it was the summer of 2018 or 2019. One of those seasons, right? You interviewed two guys, Marvin Lewis and Mike McCartney. Mike McCartney got the job, right? Mike McCartney got the job. You interviewed two guys. Everybody else has a list of five to six guys they're going to interview. They want to interview. You interviewed two guys, Jerry. You are inconsistent.
predicted. I'm looking at Houston right now. Houston, Houston has a 37 and 38 year old coach. He's under the age of 40. D'Amico Ryan. He's going to the divisional round against Baltimore. He's light years ahead of Mike McCarthy. He played play the game. Durham, Mayo got hired in New England. He's 37. Why are Uh, 
Speculation about your coach and his status. Your thoughts about Mike and everything he's done this year? Yeah, he's been amazing. Um, I, I don't know how they can be, but I understand the business. Uh, in, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl, and and that that's the standard of the league, and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. Jacob Dettelbar, the ticket. Do you feel like in the second quarter, when you guys got down a couple of scores, that maybe you and the offense started pressing a little bit? Um, potentially. Got to go back and look at the film, honestly. Uh, but, but understanding what the success they were having on offense, um, I think that that's kind of natural in a sense. And so uh, it was things that we talked about of, of just staying to it, staying one play at a time. And uh, in, in that sense, boom, there went the interception return for a touchdown uh, right before half. Great play by that guy and uh, read it all the way. Um, I got to read it better. And at that, that, that point, that was the... Um, I think that's what made it a little too far, especially with them coming out in the second half and, and continuing to have success. But uh, nobody ever lost confidence on the offense. Even even you could stay with pressing, we're trying to get get it back. Nobody ever lost confidence. Understood that the only way for us to even have a chance was was to take it play by play. And guys kept fighting and proud of the guys for that.
So, anyways, um, while that was going on, while that was going on, um, change what happened. Okay, was well, positional positional free agency change will happen in this on, on this day. Coaching wise, me personally, I want Mike McCartney and Dak back in 2024. Listen, and I know people are like, yeah, no, you're wrong, Jamie, you're wrong. We want a new quarterback. What new quarterback do you have out there? Trey Lance is out there. Yes, no, no, sorry, Trey Lance is there. Yes, but like I told y'all, they're not gonna play Trey Lance till 2025, which is fair. You give him a, a, another year to get ready to learn this offense, and then he will shine. He will accelerate. That's what that's what my feeling is. My feeling is that Dak is that Trey Lance will be ready in 2025, like I mentioned. That's my prediction. He could be ready next season. Or the season after that, or in 25 or 26. But that's my prediction. I could, I want to be wrong, but that's my prediction. And then you pay CD, obviously. Pay him, pay him regular season money, not playoff money. Um, then Tank has to sacrifice one-year contracts. Sacrifice the ones at this point in time. Tank, you got to really, if you want to continue to play. For the Dallas Cowboys, you gotta continue to sacrifice one-year contracts. I'm sorry, you got you gotta continue to sacrifice because we're trying to. Well, but if we're trying to build something around someone, then don't you think that going to another team will, will be best? And I'm not advocating you to go to another team. If you love it here, your family's here. I get it. I love it. You know, make the best decision for you. Because I know you'll be the one You'll be the one That they'll come up to And try to restructure their contract They say well it's too high Well we need to pay this person Well again you gotta, We gotta re-up your money again we, or we gotta give you the best minimum And at this point in time um, Tank When do you say enough's enough You're trying to build a championship can y'all can y'all can honestly tell me that this is a championship team in five to ten years? And then was that product? You're telling me that. And for those that will say that Dak should go to another team, you're wrong. What other team is out there? Everybody's trying to go young. Everybody's trying to start from the bottom to the top. No one is going to bring no, unless uh, unless you're Atlanta. You have to you may have to draft a QB. Even that, even that drafting a QB, they're going to lead you to the top. Just give them time to learn the to to learn the NFL and let them shine from there. Dak has had eight seasons. He don't need time. Dak needs results. And now your free agency. Like I told y'all, I will not talk about the Cowboys after the, the after today, unless something ha major happens. I need to speak my opinion on about. So here we go: Tyron Smith, okay, Tony Pollard, Stephon Gilmore, Tyler Biotis, J. 
Jaron Kirsch, Jonathan Hankins, Jordan Lewis, Duran Armstrong, Dante Fowler Jr., CJ Goodwin, Neville Gallimore, Sean McEwen. Okay, um, wow, hey, that, that is a big free agency list. I will say, I don't know, hey, we just got to get to free agency, which is in March, to try to at least resign at least somebody. I, I'm pretty sure Tyron Smith has played his last legs. I'm pretty sure of that. And I'm pretty sure that Tony Pollard will get bigger money elsewhere, which and he'll get he'll get he'll get uh, he'll get a decent offensive line elsewhere. I think. And then J. Ron Curse struggled down the stretch. So uh, I don't I don't see him being resigned by 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 the team. I see him going elsewhere. Um, who else? Jordan Lewis played. He started to play well as of late. I don't know where he's going to play next. That that remains to be seen. Um, Tyler Biotis has been the best center out there. So maybe the Eagles. Jason Kelsey retired today. So. Maybe the Eagles need a center, and maybe Tyler, Tyler Briage will be the top priority on their list. Um, Jonathan Hankins didn't prove much this season, even though people have mentioned that he, he he is the number one guy that can stop the run. Which, which not one person is going to stop the run. You got to have a collective unit to stop the run. And let me give you one more person. Um, CJ Goodwin is a special team per guy. Catches special teams all the single time, all the time. Not sure. Uh, he may come back on the vest minimum, and that's it. We're not asking you to play another position. We're asking you to play one position, which is special teams, and that and that is a vest minimum contract. So we just gotta see what happens. But. This season has been a wasted, disappointment, frustrating, you name it, season. Good season in the regular season, but a wasted for nothing. Disappointment for nothing. You didn't, you didn't get to the NFC title game. Hence the Super Bowl. You didn't get there. Period. Let's be honest, right? What are we going to do now? What are we going to do between now, the draft, and uh, and uh, and training camp? And training camp will be weird next season because everybody has their expectations of going to the playoffs. Actually, winning the division first, then getting to the playoffs, and then to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys' stake is we got to go to the Super Bowl. We are a good team. Yeah, but. It's gonna be weird because that's everybody's expectations. That's all 30 teams in the. In, in, that's 20, 29 of the teams have the same expectations. The Eagles have it. The Giants have it. The, the Commanders have it. The Steelers have it. The Bills have it. The Chiefs have it. The Jacksonville Chargers, Rams, all those teams in the league have that goal, that same goal. Texans even, they have that goal. Nobody wants to rebuild. So if you're going to release everybody, 
You ain't, then you might as well start to start over. Start over from scratch. Wait till three to five years to get this up. Then we'll, we can talk about our Super Bowl chances in three to five years again. But at this rate, it's always the last, I think the last 10 years have been Super Bowl or bust. And all of them have been busts. So next season should be about, I don't know, Super Bowl or bust again. But then again, we can't beat a team that that has a seventh seed, that fought their way to get into the postseason. And a quarterback that's, that's starting for the first time. Like we're, we're, we, we can't do that. We can't beat teams like that. And you have all the Stephen A's in the world laughing at us and hyping us up. <laughs> and everything else. Let's play a clip from Stephen A, please. Let's play the song. You know, I thought about doing something a little extra. I really, really did. I really, really did. Because I said, you know something? I've been telling y'all now. Well, 28 straight years, 29 and count it. Just wait. Be patient. They won't let you down. But you wouldn't listen. You wouldn't listen, did you? You wouldn't listen. Now look what's happening to me. I couldn't go in real, real, real deep. I really could. But first, take this tomorrow. It ain't no holiday for me. Oh, I'm gonna be in the house. And I'm gonna have my man Shay Shay, aka Shannon, show with me. I'm sure we won't have to look for y'all. But just in case. <laughs> See you tomorrow, first day. Yeah. Mediocre team and big D. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have, we gotta stop people from laughing at us, Cowboys fans, Cowboys. That's on you. Until that happens, Stephen A. and everybody else that are Cowboys haters are going to continue to laugh at us. Now, 
I don't know what's going to happen in the next few days, few weeks, few months. I don't know. What I do know is that we got basketball to talk about. So, enough of this Cowboys nonsense. I'm tired. I'm disappointed. I'm upset. Don't ever ask me how I'm... Don't ever ask me about any Cowboys nonsense again for the rest of it for, for, until training camp. Or maybe you can ask me around the draft. But let's... But whenever, whenever we fix ourselves, then we'll, we'll fix it. But coming up next, let's talk about some basketball stuff. Let's talk about how the Mean Green did. And then let's talk about the three hottest teams in the NBA. Let's talk about that next. It's Fistful Radio's Beyond the Game. Tell me your thoughts, peep show, knowing the mission, don't stop respectfully. Say my name, what's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Say my name, what's my name? Yeah, I know you in love with me, that's cool. She said my name and she getting a tattoo. We should have been been together this past dude. Now let's go have some fun in this back room. Man, that ex nigga born. She ain't never come out, he had mad rules I can buy you Chanel and mad shoes I can match with Dior in the bag too And you can tell me what you like And I can take you for the night yeah. I can teach you lessons you ain't never known You can add it to your life I can boss you up, baby I'm here to boss you up I can tell you don't know too much Cause you ain't been taught enough, baby Fuck a partition, come ride with a boss in the backseat uh. A lot on my mind, I don't wanna think She come and relax me uh. Diving at the water, breaststroke Tell me your thoughts, Show, know the mission, don't stop respectfully. Say my name, what's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Say my name, what's my name? If you wanna hear me say your name, gotta make me say your name. Pull up on you in the rain, show you a couple of things. Love me a dog, nigga, might let you shoot at the club, nigga. Ooh, it's just so good, I'ma make you fall in love with it Tavia, Louie, buy me some Gucci Diamonds and rubies, might let you fill on my booty Let me make a movie, your ex man, she a groovy Baby, go take off those subies Know you wanna have inside the jacuzzi Say my name, what's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Say my name You be funny, you know I talk it Wait too much to get caught up You know I'm in and I'm out um, You can send me to the room You don't know I wanna go down on you He said, hey, you see me I said, hey, you see me I said, ooh, let me come and link with you Call you when I'm in the mood I'm coming through Put the pressure on you Just tell me what you wanna do No I'm waiting Boy, you're running out of patience I wanna come through and get me You know I'm your favorite This shit gets so It sound like goodbye Fuck a partition, come ride with a boss in the backseat, uh a lot on my mind, I don't wanna think she come and relax me huh. Diving at the water, breaststroke Tell me your thoughts, peep show Knowing the mission, don't stop respectfully Say my name, what's my name? What's my name? What's my name? 
as we get deeper into the college basketball season because this is my sport and I'm going to tell y'all talk to y'all about it. So anyways, North Texas had a, a week off. So they last played on January the 7th. The 6th and the 7th respectively. The women played on the 14th this past Sunday and they beat Wichita State 72 to 68. Uh, let's see. I wish I State was up as many as 18 points. And you, you would thought that Wichita State would win the game, but then again, North Texas has some crucial stops down the stretch to um, to prevail to the victory. And that makes North Texas 13 and 3 and 2 and 3 and 1 in conference play. Desiree Curran had 21 points and 9 rebounds. It was her birthday this past Sunday, so happy birthday to her. Uh, she came back. I'm sorry, not. Wrote down these five takes. They came back, like I said, they came back from 18 points down in the third quarter. Because it got bad. It got, it got, you know, a lot worse. We're just all stayed coached their butts off. So they didn't, they didn't finish. They didn't, like, they had everything going. They called the right plays, but, <laughs> but they couldn't finish. Number three, uh, they got, uh, they out hustled them in the second half. So in the fourth quarter, sorry. In the fourth quarter they out hustled them. Thirty to fifteen that was scored in the fourth quarter. And then five charges were taken. Like I never like I said, I never taken a char- I I try not to take charges in my life. Because first of all I never I didn't I don't know where the restricted area is and where to land. You know where the defender's going. So you got to know where the defender is going to beat him or her to the spot. And in this case, North Texas did that. They had five charges. So they made which to, well, the biggest thing is that they had 17 turnovers. That's the biggest thing. At least it wasn't 20. It was got close, but it wasn't 20. And that's the reason why they had those 22 points off turnovers, 20 points off turnovers that which to had. Which is why they were up by double digits early in the third quarter. Um, they made Wichita one dimensional. So Wichita had a lead score as Lee's low. She had 23 points, but again, they were one dimensional um, when North Texas started to clamp down on defense. And then you got SMU and South Florida next. So you got SMU tomorrow. South Florida on Saturday. Those are crucial games because S- because SU is tougher. SU and South Florida are tougher respectively, and we're a different team on the road when it comes out to uh, North Texas women's play. So it's going to be a big game on the road. Uh, we just got to see what happens. And I honestly wish that Jason Berkeley used his timeouts a lot further, a lot better in certain situations. But I'm going to. I want to harp on that. I want to harp. I'm going to challenge him to use the timeout when a team goes 10 to 2 run and not keep playing and try to get out of that. So, number two, uh, North Texas men's. They beat Temple 69 to 51. There was no close matchup here. Uh, Jason Edwards had 16 points. He was the leading scorer. Uh, they held Temple to 31% shooting. Depth is depth. Depth may be an issue, but they may have to upgrade to at least one or two additional players 
off the bench. So North so if you have Ruben Jones and John Bruggs healthy, John Bruggs healthy, then they then you, you don't see a Christian Watson play or not Christian Watson. Uh, I think that's his name. I have to look that up, but you don't see the back of point guard play or you really don't see anyone else out get get a bunch of minutes like that. But considering the fact that that they're they don't want to use their depth, you may have to use it. Even when Ruben Ruben Jones and John Brooks comes back. Because your depth will prove dividends to where you where you want to go where you want to go upwards. So that proves the difference. Alright, fast breaking teams can dominate North Texas now. See, Temple's not a fast breaking team. I, I, I kinda wish of what's going to happen when they when they when they match up with a team that wants to get out and run, a team that wants to get out and shoot a layup, a team that wants to shoot threes and a bunch of jump shots. Uh, I know that Aaron Aaron uh, not Aaron Rodgers Aaron Aaron Scott is more of a hustler guy, so he'll he'll play both ends from one end to another on that side. So he will definitely uh, get that going. Uh, number four. Speaking of Aaron Scott, he's playing out his mind defensively. So he's reckless defensively. I, I do wonder if it's too reckless. Too reckless. That considering the fact that North Texas wants to play three people off their bench, I'm pretty sure Ross Hodge does not want to stint to that fourth or fifth person at that time. Because if Aaron, if Aaron Scott's continuing to play like that, I feel like if you run if you run into to the wrong official officiating, then I do think he's going to pick up three fouls in the first half, which that'll be crucial because <laughs> because you're asking the man to sit down for about five to ten minutes and then come back into the game, and then now he picks up the fourth foul, then he's sitting out to like twelve minutes left in the game, so that's. That's yeah, so like if he gets four fouls in the first half, with like eight minutes left in the first half, then he has to sit until until whenever, and then you know he doesn't pick up that fifth foul. Which I, which again, time after time, who should time after time, he should the NCAA should really consider six six personal fouls for disqualification. I really think that. But number five, they're not a low post team. North Texas is not a low post team. Um, I've seen Sissoko get the ball down low numerous times, and I feel and I don't see him go up with it. I see him passing it out. Um, they only go inside when it's off penetration. So like though like when Jason Edwards or Ruben or anybody else penetrates to the lane, dishes off to Rob, Robert Woods. How about this? Robert something. And he ducks it, then hey. You know, it's a fair game. You're drawing the defense further, and then and then you're making them shoot a layup. Or it's not going it for that matter. And they're always making it all the time. But nonetheless, they're 10-5 and 3-0 and in, in conference play. So so we got to be pretty happy about that. Um, they got a, a test against East Carolina and Charlotte next uh, tomorrow and Saturday. So uh, we want to see what happens with the team and see if they can... Um, if they can um, improve their depth or not, and in this women's case, 
the women have to not only not only be defensive, but they gotta work on their shooting because I feel like team. I feel like early on, Wichita State was making was closing down the paint, so they weren't getting a lot of paint paint shot shots so like just in the paint. I'm sorry, they weren't getting a lot of shots in the paint until the Wichita State's defense broke down. And so, with that being said, if North Texas women's team can hit hit a few jump shots, like it doesn't have to be threes, it can be inside of twos, further away, then this team can really be dangerous in the conference play. They're doing it. They're doing this because they know they're a team. They know they can't shoot jump shots. And Jason Burton, I'm pretty sure has done has done everything he can. To force his team to shoot a jump shot, which that that is hard to do. So, number three, Utah. So we're gonna talk about the top three teams, hottest teams in the NBA. Utah. Utah has won a, has won five straight. Yeah, no, six straight games. They're nine and one in a stretch of ten. They're in the plan right now, but they can easily get up to the sixth spot later on. So they can get to the sixth spot later on. Um, they spread the floor pretty well. You know, they beat the Pacers last night, and also they, they beat the Lakers. This team is physical. So this team is physical. They, they love to play physical plays. Now, you don't know a Jordan Clarkson. You don't know a uh, key, keynote George, Keontae George. Walker Kessler, Lori Markinen, Kelly Olenek, and Colin Sexton. Those are the guys that you need to know about uh, about the Utah Jazz and why they've been successful over the last uh, over the last two weeks. Uh, I don't think they need anything in the trade deadline. I do think that they got a, a, a solid team. Um, I would I would address. They got a lot of good depth. Uh, I think when Horton Tucker comes back, then this team will accelerate even further, and their and their depth will e will be even wider. And so now the next five games is Golden State. That's tomorrow night. Uh, OKC. That's two home games. So that's back to back home games tomorrow night and Thursday night. And then you got Houston, New Orleans, and Washington. Those are all road games. So that six-game road sheet would be crucial for the Utah Jazz to come come up a little bit. Now I may not necessarily knock them out of the playing in tournament, but they could upgrade to the to the sixth spot by the time the trade deadline hits. Sorry, either the trade deadline hits or the All-Star game. Because I do think that this team has some all-stars on it. And I do think that this team can make a lot of noise in the West. Now, speaking of making noise, Boston. Boston's 31-9. They're first in the conference. Uh, Joe Mazzula has finally found his personnel. So, last season, the last season, he couldn't find it in a Game 7. Game 6. Yeah, Game 7. He couldn't find his personnel in a Game 7. And he finally found it. Uh, they, they beat the Pacers. Uh, no, they beat the Raptors yesterday, 105 to 96, and then they beat Houston 
on Saturday, 145 and 113. And this is coming after a loss that they lost to Milwaukee by 30 plus points. Now, before that night, they beat Minnesota in overtime. So that means they got on the plane right after the game, went to, probably didn't even do a shooting round, probably went straight to the hotel, got some rest. Then got to the gym like four hours early to work on their jump shots, work on do what you need to do, and then get ready to play the game the next night. And then Milwaukee goes out there. Even then Milwaukee had a bunch of rest and just shuts them down. So, so I like I like the back to back. I like the back to back. I like I like the, I like the players to be challenged a little bit. So. So we already know Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I, I love the fact that they know how to play defense. I love the fact they're defense, they're defensive minded still. Their offensive game is great because you know you have those two. Plus you have KP, Peyton Pritchard for that matter. Then uh, who else do we have? We have Al Holford, and then you have Derek White. Derek White has really come up on his own. Now I will honestly tell y'all that Derek White is my favorite for most improved. Not sure if he's going to get it, but I, I do think he's my most improved player right now. Considering the fact of where he came from, from San Antonio, being the starting second guard, and then elevate his scoring by the time he got traded, then I do think that um, I do think that he should be in the line for most improved. He's the reason why the boss is 31 and 9. There's no trade. I think they have a complete team. There's no trade. They have a complete team. Boston makes you play their way. And they're playing their way is hard to stop. So, they're, they're, they're other, but I, I just mentioned their other weakness. Their weaknesses is play, uh, rest. Uh, some of their players may need to rest. And I don't, and again, we can go back to the 90s to the early two, to the 2000s where players of that generation did not rest. Uh, they played the game the next day. It's just, you know, maybe they slept in a little bit. Maybe they did a little bit of cryo to get their bodies right. Kai Patrick, and then they're ready to play the game. That's how it should be, right? But it's not like that because you got players that want, you got coaches that want to rest, that want to rest their star players. Again, I, I, I kind of have a problem with that, but I, I, I don't want to get involved because I know that if I try to get involved, then I know that, I'm gonna, I know that uh, a lot of people are not going to be on my side when we're going to arrest these players where um, everybody has to go to work every single day. It's not going to work every single day. You guys have a semi-easy job. We have the hardest jobs in the world. We're just coming to watch, pay our tickets to come watch you. But nonetheless, they can do whatever they want. Now, their next fight is uh, San Antonio. Oh, great. Tomorrow. We're a 7 1 team. Wimby will play. At this point at this point in time, Wimby's just, just an attraction. He's just an attraction. He's going to score his 25, 26 points and his double double. He's going to do that. But at, at this point in time, it's just an attraction. We're not. We're not fighting anything. We gave up that fight many, 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 many weeks ago. So at this point, whenever whenever Wimby goes to Boston or New York, 
for that matter, or a uh, OKC. He, he's just an attraction. We don't care about his game. And then you got Denver on Friday. You got uh, Houston on Sunday. That's a road trip. And Dallas next Monday. And then you got Miami next Wednesday. Is that next Wednesday? Yeah, that's next. No, right. That's next Thursday. That's January twenty fifth. So they got a pretty tough stretch. But I do think that they'll, they'll um, you know, they'll pull through. Just hope that no one gets hurt between now and the All Now, my final team is the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee's twenty eight and twelve. Uh, they're second to Boston. Dame is the right fit. Dame hit his game winning shot. And I want to play a clip of my, what Mike Brown saw from that game that I want to talk about after I get through this Milwaukee Bucks uh, scouting report. Let's play that clip, please. Definitely, let me see that, man. I just want to show you guys why I got kicked out of the game right here. This is in the first. Uh, this is in the third third quarter with 128 left to go in the third. And right here, you can watch. You can watch. Go back and watch. He uh, Fox barely puts his hand on uh, on Dame's hip. Okay. Incidental contact. He didn't push him or anything. He barely puts his hand on there. And they give him three free throws. Now, at half, we were down, I think, 19 to 5 in the free throws. 19 to 5. And I know that happens sometimes. But that's very frustrating when at the end of the half, at the end of the half, from what I get, 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 get told all the time, Malik drives, uh, um, Lopez comes over and goes vertical with a forearm down here. Now, from what the NBA tells me, the rule is if you go vertical, you got to have two hands up. Because Domus has his hand down here a lot, and they call him for it every time, and they always tell us, well, you got a forearm here. And they said that, that they said that tonight, they said forearm could be here as long as it's not extended. So I don't know what the rules are in, in this situation. I need a clarification because, again, two hands up is what the rule is on verticality. But they were here, and they said Lopez could do this. That's a five-point swing. They take away the two free throws, and then Milwaukee goes down and hits a three. And to end the half at 19-5, to five, that's tough to deal with, especially when you're getting told different interpretations on a rule. Okay? So now I go back. They call this foul. They call this foul again on Fox. Now, again, that's, he didn't push him. They, they, they said it's, it's, it's supposed to be incidental contact. They give him three free throws. Now, watch this. Right right here. Fox comes off a of pick and roll. The kid uh, uh, campaign. campaign hooks him. Hooks his arm. Look at, Fox's, look at Fox's arm when he spins off of this. Hooks his arm. He almost falls. No incidental contact. He hooks his arm and almost falls. And... and and there's no foul, and 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 so th to me, as as a coach, I, I I'm okay with look again, boom, he almost falls, and that, that, that's that's at the fourth quarter at the 9:32 mark. I'm okay as a coach because because the referees are human, and they're gonna make mistakes, but you just hope. A, there's some sort of consistency. B, there's some sort of communication between the refs. And, and the refs tonight, they were great. They communicated with me all night. 
But in terms of the consistency, you guys saw it right here. Dame coming off the pick and roll, and Foxy getting hooked and almost falling coming off the pick and roll. And then on top of that, if you get communication and you get some form of uh, 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 consistency in the game, okay, then you can live with some things. You can live with it. But, but, but the consistency that I see tonight wasn't, wasn't my opinion there. And then I, 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 I don't understand the rule. If, if the rule is you got to go vertical, both hands up, how can you give, how can you take away two free throws when the guy got his forearm down here? Now, if, the, if, if they're going to change the rule on me and say, okay, the forearm can be down here and the other one can be up there, all right, then now I know it going forward. But that's not what the rule is because we get it called on Domus all the time and they tell us he's got to have both hands up if you want to go vertical. That's why I got kicked out. So anyways, y'all, uh, that was the Milwaukee and uh, Sacramento game. The reason why I wanted to play that is because we got to hold these officials accountable, okay? That's the only reason why. Did it pertain to the Milwaukee Bucks scouting report that I, I want to mention, but I want to hold these officials accountable, period. Now, um, <clears throat> speaking of that, they beat the Kings 143-142, to 142, but they beat Golden State 129-118. to now, remember what I said back in the summer when Adrian Griffin was hired, I said it's going to be a journey. So, even though Chris Middleton has not played all the games, even though Giannis has been consistent, even though Dame has been comfortable, they're still working out the Kings. They're still trying to find the six best guys for their team. They're still trying to find it, and they'll find it soon enough. They're trying to right now to try to, to find some guys off the bench. They don't have it. The Milwaukee's weakness is the bench play. They'll make spurts play. They'll make plays. You know, Bobby per Bobby Portis is is the one guy that's consistent that comes off the bench and makes an impact. May not be the score. You leave that to Giannis and Dame and others, but he makes an impact. And they have Jay Crowder there. And I'm like, wow. Well, Jay Crowder, I haven't seen Jay Crowder play since November. It's been a while. So, so whenever he gets back, I do think that Milwaukee will have a complete team. So, um, I worry about, again, I worry about Milton's availability. Does Milwaukee go out there and get a three, uh, uh, somebody like a three or, or a combo guard for that matter? If you're trying to beat Boston, if you're trying to get past Philly or any of those teams, get to the finals, I do think you need a three. I do think so. Um, that's healthy. Brooke Lopez is there, Malik Beasley. I, I want me, I, this is the perfect fit for Malik Beasley. I want me, Malik Beasley to keep shooting the ball. Uh, Jay Crowder, whenever he's healthy, Pat Connaughton. Andre Jackson. Andre Jackson starting to come on, on his own a little bit. So give it, you know, five to ten more games. He'll start accelerating. He'll be the, the second best guy coming off the bench. Uh, they got to be consistent. Stay consistent. Be consistent. Um, and then the next five games tomorrow night against the Cle against Cleveland. They're at Cleveland. And then they got Detroit back to back on Saturday and Sunday. 
and then they got the Cavs back-to-back on next, I think that is next Wednesday and next Friday. So, they got some rest in between. We just got to see what happens, because this is a crucial stretch in January that we're going through. And the NBA, college basketball is going to get better as we go on, guys. Now, I want to play a final clip from Jerry. Again, this is the last clip that I'm going to play from Jerry <laughs> for the next six to eight months while I'm doing this program. So let's play the last clip of Jerry Jones speaking his stupid ass nonsense and then we'll end it from there. Let's play that clip, please. You'll be making a decision soon rather than later. Start uh, when I think about it, which I haven't thought one second about it. Uh, I know how hard, uh, uh, how much it meant to our fans to advance. Uh, what this loss to me means, again, I opened up by saying not how, why, who didn't, who didn't do what, all of that kind of thing. The only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was not an analysis of our strategy, not an analysis of the play. It was, do we get to play here again next week? And we can't, and that could have happened by a point or it could have happened the way it happened out there. And that's all I'm thinking about, and that's all I've thought about. And uh, uh, it uh, is uh, uh, real, and uh, uh, we'll dismiss the uh, we'll dismiss our group, our team tomorrow. That's as real as it gets, as opposed to going forward and having a shot at the, uh, at another game here at the stadium. I uh, uh, don't have uh, any uh, comments or questions or answers for how and why. Uh, we didn't uh, do what we wanted tonight. Uh, I say this to our fans, uh, how much you deserve uh, us to not have uh, this ending. I certainly in no way have spent any of my time over the last three hours asking how and why. What I'm zeroed in on is the fact that uh, I thought we were in a position Everybody in this room thought we were in a position to advance this thing in the playoffs and maybe uh, get as far as our dreams uh, might take us. Uh, we didn't do it. I don't have any thoughts about the reasons why or anything to do with the coaching, anything to do about the players. I want to give uh, Green Bay a lot of uh, uh, compliments and uh, credit. Uh, and uh, uh, this is uh, one of my most surprises since I've been involved in sport, period. So this is uh, uh, that degree. I know how disappointed everybody is. Okay, so that was Jerry. Um, again, I don't care what, and that's all fake talk to me now. You can say that till, for the last 10 and 12 years or 28 years. You don't care. And it clearly shows. All right, guys. Coming up next. Uh, coming up next week. I get we're not uh, we're not talking about the Cowboys football. I don't care. I don't care about it for this season. This season is a, a loss. Um, I I do want to re up and talk about the NFL playoffs. So we'll talk about that college basketball stuff and NBA. Let's talk about. Um, the teams 
that have that need to need improvement. Let's talk about teams that need to improve. Let's talk about that next week. Now, subscribe, follow me wherever you go, and I will see y'all next week. It's Beyond the Game on Fishbowl Radio. Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. <laughs> <laughs>